0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Okay. We'll do it live.
2: Okay. Fucking thing. Well,
3: no. we'll do it live. Right. Fuck
2: it. Do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. of the Fuck It, We'll Do It live show, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. It's March 30th, 2020. We've been on lockdown now for about 30 days or so uh, with this pandemic going around about the coronavirus. And we're going to talk about a little bit of the uh, more corona news uh, that uh, you may want to hear. Maybe you don't want to hear. Maybe you're tired of the shit. Who knows? Uh, But we're going to give you two kind of things you need to know about. That have gone on so far with the coronavirus. Trump suggests coronavirus testing is no longer a problem, and the governors disagree. I personally disagree with this as well. We're going to get into that. Uh, despite scant evidence, the FDA granted approval to use two malaria drugs uh, to help combat the coronavirus, COVID 19, as it's known around social parties and black tie affairs uh, amid debate over face masks austria says that it will require them in grocery stores so we've got this shortage of grocery uh excuse me uh masks but now austria said hey you want to pick out some cheese you better put the mask on as the virus impact expands washington molds more emergency measures of course the big news coming uh, in the past week that the Senate bill uh, was passed. It was passed by the Congress. Skeletor approved it in the House, and Trump signed it. So we're all getting paid. Woohoo! Uh, anyway, as briefings become showcases, Trump calls on some friends and leaders worldwide are invoking sweeping executive powers with little resistance. And in Israel, the virus is spreading up to eight times faster in ultra-Orthodox communities. So, you know, we've got a little bit of news there going on. I'm going to give you a couple of statistics to talk about right now. Uh, Confirmed cases, uh, 1,600, 163,479 in in the United States, Uh, 5,604 recovered with 3,146 deaths. Now, worldwide, this thing is ramping up 777,286 confirmed cases, with uh, 164,446 recovered, 37,140 deaths. Now, Italy leading the death pool for the coronavirus at 11,591. Of course, we are going to talk about a lot of issues here. But before we do that, of course, I'm Brad, your host. And I'm going to be bringing on your second host of the evening of the show here at Bucket. We'll do it live. And that is Dano. Dano, are you with us?
4: Yeah, the death hole. Oh, I'm just saying. The death hole? I mean... I
2: mean, what else are you going to call it?
4: I guess. I mean, there's no no way around it. Let's be
2: honest. This virus has come in and 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 racked up numbers. I mean, we're almost at a million confirmed cases in the country. I mean, in the uni- in the whole world.
4: I wonder what uh you know, I wonder what what, you know, the uh versus the flu over the years. I wonder you know, I wonder the comparison. I just I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, we can uh, – we'll pull that up here, uh, what we've got here. Let's see. All right. Uh, what per- Okay. Let's see. In the Okay. On February 10, 2018, Fortune reported that the influenza in the United States was killing up to 4,000 Americans a week, likely to far outstrip the rate of deaths in the 2000-2010 season. So, I mean, but the flu is a different animal. Uh, because we have vaccinations for the flu. We have a preliminary set of medicines that can stop the flu. Now, the statistic that I believe that you're asking for, the preliminary estimates from the CDC have uh, so far 16,000 people have died and 280,000 have been hospitalized during the 2019-2020 flu season, according to the CDC, a far cry from the almost a million Uh, cases that we have of the coronavirus in a three to four month span. I
4: wonder, though, uh, with the flu, when it first originated, whatever, uh, I wonder, you know, just how long it took, you know, I wonder if it was slow progressing as this uh, pandemic, you know, I, I wonder... I wonder how long it took before, you know, the flu really you know, uh, you know, captivated the country and really uh came down on us pretty hard. Uh, I wonder if it just takes a while. I mean, uh, it it's brand new. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe because it's the it's the start of it, you know, it's uh you know, every, everyone's including myself, you know, you're comparing it to the flu, but I mean, it's, it just started. I mean, we don't, we don't know. That's just it. We don't know. It's the, it's the, uh, I don't know thing, you know, uh, we don't, we don't know what's going on here really. None of us do. Uh, that's probably the most scary part of it all. We don't, we don't know what's going on here yet. Uh, the, the flu, uh, epidemic, you know, going back to the Spanish flu, um, and and is devastating, and as many lives as it, it had taken, uh, you know, and it's like, uh, I wonder when that started, the first year, you know, I don't know the statistics on that, but I wonder if it it just takes a while or. Maybe I'm being pessimistic. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's it's just getting started, and next year it's going to get worse. Or maybe it's never going to stop. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know what's going on.
2: Well, it's funny that you say that because, of course, the new influenza virus emerged in 1918. Uh, at the same time period as World War I was taking place. Now, the conditions of World War One obviously included overcrowding and, of course, global troop movement, uh, and that helped spread the flu in 1918. Now, the vulnerability of healthy young adults and the lack of vaccines and treatments created that major public health crisis, which caused at least 50 million deaths worldwide, including approximately 675,000 in the United States. You know, you were asking when it started. Of course, we entered World War I uh, in 1917 around April uh, with uh, our armed services. In June of 1917, the draft was established, of course, as the Army begins training recruits at 32 large camps, each housing 25 to 55,000 soldiers. Now, we go from June of 1917 all the way now to March of 1918 when the outbreaks of flu-like illnesses are first detected in the U.S. Of course, more than 100 soldiers at Camp Funston in Fort Riley, Kansas, became ill with the flu. Within a week, the number of flu cases quintupled. Now, sporadic flu activity spreads unevenly through the United States, Europe, and possibly Asia over the next six months. Fast forward to May of 1918, when hundreds of thousands of these soldiers, Dano, across the Atlantic each month as they deployed uh, for World War One. Now we go from May to September, we have that second wave of the flu that emerges at Camp Devens in a U.S. Army training facility in Boston and at a naval facility in Boston. And so by the end of September, more than 14,000 cases are reported at Camp Devens, equaling about one quarter of the total camp, resulting in about 757 deaths. The eight, 1918 flu pandemic killed an estimated 195,000 Americans during October alone. Now, I know that those numbers seem very staggering, but you have to take into account that, number one, you know, if you look at these pictures, you know, by it's basically saying by April 19th, uh, you know, the end of the world, uh, the Versailles Peace Conference, you know, that uh, even our own president collapsed. Some historians speculate he was weak from the flu, which was still rampant in Paris, okay? But you have to think, too, society is different, technology is different, our forms of communication are different, whereas you used to have to literally stick a piece of paper up a dove's ass and send it overseas, and that was your email of the day. Now we are so instant in our communication that we were able to jump ahead of this. Let's just imagine, I mean, in, in, you know, Italy is, is probably the prime suspect as far as if we want to take a really hard look at what could happen when you totally disregard shit, okay? Italy is literally sitting there with 101,739 confirmed cases. Now, well, uh, uh, under the 62,000 more cases that the United States has, but let's be honest. Okay, their death toll is only rivaled by Spain, who's moved up in the polls here, basically, at 11,591. Now, Spain having 7,716, you know, they're creeping up there. But it just, China's a prime example, Daniel, of how this thing can be uh, resolved, even though, you know, you can debate the, the bullshit of where this came from, it, whether somebody ate their bat rare or fucking medium well, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is is that you know China is now at 81,470 uh, 470 confirmed cases with 75,770 recovered and 3,304 deaths out of it so well below uh, Italy and Spain but just above the United States so I believe if you wanna compare the two, it's apples and the fucking oranges, testicles and pussy, you have to understand that we're in a completely different time now.
4: Well, I mean, you gotta understand we went to war and we were in a in third world countries fighting in a war. And um so I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know, you know, as far as the Spanish flu, I Obviously, I need to do my research on that but but this was brought to us. I don't know about the Spanish flu, but I feel like the uh you know the coronavirus was brought maybe brought to us uh from people you know flying back from vacation and blah 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 this and that open borders uh the Spanish, the Spanish, the Spanish flu was uh, uh, maybe war-driven. I don't know. I mean, soldiers coming back home. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's maybe a lot different. Uh, we didn't ask for this. Uh, maybe we didn't ask for the Spanish flu, but certainly, uh, I feel like this was brought to us. You know, I don't know.
2: The, uh, no, and, and you know because and, and the reason that I think that you believe that, and I think that millions of other people believe that, and I believe that our orange president believes that, is because the the outbreak, this pandemic as we are facing today, uh, is centered around Wuhan, China. And I didn't say Wu Tang Clan; I said Wuhan, China, notorious for their fucking wet markets. We've talked about those before. You know, you can walk in there and eat just about any fucking animal you want to and it's like a sushi bar of canines, reptiles, whatever the fuck, if you're into that shit, it is what it is. But uh interestingly enough, now you know, as it's interesting to me that as this as, I, as we move forward and we move forward into uh the you know, day after day after day after day, month, month, month uh there's this new study out right now that says the COVID-19 virus may have been in humans for years, as a study suggests. So, you know, the possibility of this being around for a while and becoming active is very interesting. I'm not going to read this entire article, but uh, basically... It says that it's you know it's raising some interesting possibilities regarding the origin of the new virus. One of the scenarios suggests that the virus may have been circulating harmlessly in human populations for quite a while before it became the pandemic that's now stopped the world in its tracks. It's possible, though, that the progenitor of SARS-CoV-2 jumped into humans, acquiring new genomic features through adaptation during undetected human-to-human transmission as this team from the US, UK, and Australia in the study. So that's going to be something to take a look at because, I mean, we have to believe that there are things in our, uh, in our own chemistry and our biometric makeup that can activate on a transmission. I mean, AHUS, for example, a super rare blood disease. I believe that it's only triggered by certain unique characteristics and some people trigger it uh, just through the circumstances. So Very interesting. Now, of course, it originated, a lot of people say, uh, in Wuhan, China. And I know you have some thoughts on that, and that was back in December. So here we are, uh, April's coming up, and we're talking November, December. But one of the things, Dano, that I remember was watching the news and watching this fucking cruise ship sitting on the side of a dock in Japan, and these people are, are fucking going stir crazy. I would too, though. I don't want to be stuck on a boat longer than I have to, but uh, you know, and then I feel like they're going to fucking charge me for an extra cruise stay. But anyway, the thing about it is, is I would have never imagined when we saw that that boat sitting there in early January that here we are March the 30th and we're in a completely different society, we're in a completely different world, we're in a completely different environment, and I kind of fucking like it. Because you know, I don't have fucking weirdos other than a few people that I fucking know that come up to me. You know, they six feet away, motherfucker.
4: Uh, what's the wet markets? I mean, easily in China, the the wet markets. I mean, there's got to be some sort of FCC or whatever you call it, uh, or FDA, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, the, they don't have any. Apparently, they don't have any of that, you know, nothing watching over um, the health issues, the, um, you know, the food that they eat over there. I mean, sometimes they're just left there, and they don't waste food there. They don't. You know flies, you know, just hovering around python, dead pythons, stacked on top of each other. And they still sell that shit. They think, you know, because you chop a head off a chicken right then and there, that it's as organic as it can get. I'm not so sure that's the case or, you know, uh, anything that they chop up. If you do it right then and there while their feet or their nerves are still moving, it's it's the best thing you get because it's it's organic and it's, it's happening right there. I don't know. I'm not so sure that's been the case the whole time i th- I think that that may be the biggest problem i mean these wet markets have got to be uh they've they've got to be you know uh they've got to be you know monitored and supervised uh it's just, this is out of control china's uh, gonna have to pay some sort of price for this uh big time big time I mean, they've got to be held accountable for this. Will they? Probably not. But I mean, you know, it's 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 got to be mentioned. It's it you know it it's got the pressure is on. Uh, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, but this is uh, these wet markets. That, you know, come on, man. This has got a this has got to stop. I mean, uh, you know, put the bat down, leave the bat alone, stop it.
2: Absolutely. Now, you know, another interesting thing to come out of that, we talk about the wet markets, we talked about the origin of the virus. Another story starting to develop now is that we're seeing openings of disinformation coming from China and Russia as the two powers seem to Amplified discredited conspiracy theories and sow division as they look to undermine the United States. So, you know, that, that lends to that conspiracy theory that's out there of the whole – I mean, we heard the ridiculous shit about the 5G and, and the, the radioactive waves and all this other shit. Uh, but you've got groups of, 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 of agencies and things of that nature – that are being overtly aggressive and use the network of linked social media accounts to spread discredited and sometimes contradictory theories. And China has adopted apparently Russia's playbook for more covert operations, you know, mimicking the criminal disinformation campaigns and even using and amplifying some of the same conspiracy sites. So, what do we know in today that's fucking true? I mean, you look at And and the reason I say that is because You know, now you see This information starting to come out there That Donald Trump is pivoting On economic impact of coronavirus Saying first he wants to save a lot of lives You know, and it gets you to this point When you think to yourself You know, and I am I'm a staunch Trump supporter I mean, I don't fucking think the fact That he's orange as shit is, is cool But it's whatever, man But, I mean, I'm a staunch Trump supporter, but, goddammit, pick a fucking side and stay with it. Quit changing your shit. You wanted to come out. You wanted to have the—you say, hey, I want to have the country open by April the 15th. Fucking bad idea, by the way. But, so now we've we've extended it to the 30th. I feel like it's going to go out to June 1st before we have any kind of headway on this shit. But now— you know, you're you're telling, well, we've got to have these businesses. Hell, yes, we have to have these businesses. But, God damn it, if there's no consumer to to fuel your fucking your business because they're all sitting there with respiratory problems and the fucking coronavirus is doing the fucking cha-cha throughout their body, it's not going to fucking matter. So there's no. There's never been a pivot that should have always been, first, I want to save a lot of lives. That should have been the first priority. And that's the thing about it is, and we're in a really pivotal time. I understand it, Tony. And I understand that, that at least for now, you know, we're scheduled to have a presidential election. I'm not really, you know, I would hope that by November this shit is curtailed, but they also said there's going to be a second wave of it around that time. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting time in these already interesting times. But, Danny, what do you make of, uh, of the whole thing? What seems to be from anybody? I don't even really want to isolate it. I'm just just looking at this headline. That's why I brought up Trump. But I mean, because he has pivoted on his stance on a few things. But does it not fucking seem like our politicians who work for us, who are supposed Excuse me. <laughs> the biggest fucking misconception in America: we work for them. We know that. I mean, if you look at the, and you can go political and, and shit. But we can see that it should have never taken that long to pass that stimulus bill to help the American citizens. The fucking Republicans did their part. They did a great bang-up job. And then here comes Skeletor wanting to put her fucking, I mean, $35 million requested, Danny, or Dano, into the fucking art center at JFK. Where does that stand on the... um, Scale of the coronavirus stimulus package. That's the flip flop shit I'm talking about. And then she's like, "What's the Democrats? It's the Republicans. I want this. I want that. I mean, I don't get it. And I, maybe I'm just too fucking stupid to get it."
4: Well, that's just their that that's their chance to, you know, it's, it's a vulnerability of that that bill that's trying to be passed. Is that, hey, we can throw some shit in there. The elections coming up and. The Republicans want to send some money to people desperately, and don't get me wrong, Democrats do too. But they wanted to throw some of their shit in there while they can, which is really disgusting. Uh, you know, from the past and 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 the present uh, to you know, you know, for their agenda for their political agenda and that's all that is is that you know it has nothing to do with it to to do with the coronavirus and the people that are sick and ill fallen ill the elderly anything they wanted to in into that package they wanted to throw in there some things that weren't getting done before in their mind they wanted that shit in that in that package and Figuring the Republicans were weak and vulnerable because of this virus, that they would go ahead and do it because they were sending people out money, and then the, you know it—it it was just it—it uh, it all turned political. Uh, not a Democrat, not certainly not a Republican. Certain and Democrats can absolutely kiss my ass. I would never even even. Uh, Entertain being a Democrat right now. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's it makes me sad to even think that they're acting this way. But and Republicans have done this before too. It goes back and forth. But uh, the Democrats are are uh, they're throwing their shit in there. They're throwing shit in there. It has nothing to do with this pandemic. It has nothing to do. With this pandemic, they, they they want to throw shit in there like Planned Parenthood, money for uh, – I don't even want to get caught up in abortions, but uh, amongst other things, that it, it's not time for that. It's time to put all of those things to the side, and uh, let's make sure that these uh, corporate businesses and people get their money – uh because they need it they need this money uh it's not a bailout is in a way that hey well we got to bail out these big banks or businesses it's not one of those bailouts it's uh we got to get this this economy back going and uh i feel like that's what this package is about i really believe that And I believe the Democrats right now, I'm not saying the Republicans won't be shitty later. I'm saying right now the Democrats are being shitty. And they're trying to, you know, hey, let's shove our shit in there. Let's shove it in there. And it starts with Pelosi and Schumer. You know, let's shove our shit in there. And let's, you know, let's, because they're going to pass it. Because everybody's, you know, the Republicans are weak. We're weak. Everybody's weak. Because of the coronavirus, and maybe this is the best time for us to to shove our shit in there, and they can't help but pass the bill because people need the money to get going. And see, and they took advantage of that. And I think that is evil, and it's shitty. And Pelosi's a monster for that. It's really disgusting. It makes me sick.
2: Well, Pelosi. Uh, in her own right, as a as a monster and a bitch and everything else, ladies and gentlemen. Though that uh, is going to probably wrap up segment number one. There, when we come back, we've got a lot of the things that, again to talk about. This fucking Tiger King documentary that is hitting Netflix is the talk of the town, folks. We're going to discuss that. We watched that. We binge watched that shit. Uh, we binged harder than a fucking meth head with a stimulus check for real dude, it was awesome, kind of sort of not really uh, but I want to ask you this before we go to break we're going to play uh, a little song here. We're actually fuck that, fuck that I have, fuck it we're doing it live. I have control of this board, so here's what we're gonna do. We have a thing here we have uh, if if commercials were legit and about real people and situations, this is what it would sound like. We're going to do that, and when we come back, we're going to talk about. Joe Exotic here
5: on the Fuck It! We'll Do It! live show.
3: Bullying. The Me the Too movement against sexual toxic harassment. Toxic masculinity.
5: Maybe that multi-billion dollar corporation selling overpriced raises is right. Is this the best a man can get? It's been going on far too long. Billy, can you just stay on one channel please? It's time to be the best a man can get. No. Stop that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, she seems nice. You can leave it here. Time to be the best a person can get. Yeah.
3: I want a blue.
5: You've already got one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not funny. This is a toxic, chauvinistic TV show.
1: Making the same old excuses. Boys will
0: be boys,
5: boys will be boys, boys will be boys. boys will uh, be boys. nobody gonna break this up? We're just gonna let these little kids fight? Cool. Now transition, take the back. Yes, good. I mean, break it up, you two! fighting bad! Can't we just enjoy a barbecue without your show of toxic machoism, little Timmy? What I actually think she's trying to say. What the hell, Patrick? Were you just mansplaining for her? I mean, why don't you just grab a titty, why don't you? Shh, Linda. It's okay, I, I got this. You know, she's a big girl, okay? She can speak for herself. I, I meant big as in grown, not, not fat. I'm not, not calling you fat, Linda. Yeah, I mean, maybe her idea wasn't very good. But that doesn't give you the right to just grab her titty and manalize what she's trying to say. As her employer. Shh, Linda. Jesus.
0: To act the right way.
5: Hey, not cool, man. Not cool, okay? You better not be finding her attractive. God damn. I mean, you know what? I ought to use a Gillette razor to cut your dick off. You can't just be walking up to women on the street, you animal, okay? Times have changed. You have to swipe right on the half-naked pictures online and then send them a dick pic. I can see it in your eyes, man. I can smell the rapey hormones Shh. coming out of your pores. Did you not say that out loud? Oh, he's a rapist, everybody. We got a regular Harvey wine cooler here. I was
2: giving her back her wallet she dropped.
5: Oh, her wallet, huh? So you were going to rob her, too. Typical white male. Book them, boys. What? I was... I was just trying to give her back her wallet.
0: Some already are
5: treat each other, okay? Good job, Fred. Right and wrong. Especially when your kid's getting his ass kicked.
0: Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow.
5: J.D. Tower. touch quality. Sure. Disposable.
2: Now, what is being what is? Excuse me, golly, Brad, get your shit together, buddy. What is being hailed as a must-see, can't-miss, eccentric, flamboyant documentary series? I guess a seven-episode series of what can go wrong when you have a truly obsessive behavior is being the talk of the town here around the world, around the world. Now, as we wait for Dano to uh, get his uh, gear back together, he has uh, transitioned to a different location uh, because we are practicing social distancing, and I just can't stand the mother uh, But anyway, uh, what is happening right now is the Tiger King documentary with Joe Exotic and a host of other... Characters Carol Baskin uh, being the uh, the proponent, the opposite, the opponent of Joe Exotic, the flamboyant, openly gay, big cat breeding, mullet wearing guy that he is, and it all centers around murder, mayhem, and huge ass animals. Now. I'm gonna go ahead right quick. I'm gonna click off here and I'm gonna fire this cubicle up so that when uh, let me just do a little check here, a live check on uh, Bucket. We'll do live because that's how we roll. Dano, are you with us yet? Dano is not with us just yet. He is setting up his equipment. We're gonna go ahead and wait for him to hop on in. Hop on anytime that you that you get your mic back up there, Dano. But. So we watch this shit. Me and Dana are sitting here watching this show, and we start this son of bitch at like one o'clock in the afternoon. It's seven episodes, forty-five minutes apiece. So you know you're looking at roughly seven hours of television. And I'm watching this now. What you have to understand and to get to know me is that I love documentaries. I've watched more documentaries than I can count, and. I'm watching this documentary now. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with this documentary as opposed to what everybody's saying about it. Like it's jack off TV. I mean, you can't miss it. If you feel like you got to rub one out, you do it while watching the Tiger King. Because damn it, you don't want to miss it. Now it's on Netflix. You can rewind it. So if you're if you're rubbing one out, that's just some shit you do in your own time, and maybe you choose to do it to the Tiger King, huh? We've seen on there If you haven't seen the shit by now I'm going to go ahead and tell you Probably some spoiler alerts in here uh, One being That Joe <laughs> I just Joe Exotic You know it Really to me The, the, the whole King, Tiger King documentary Was what's fucking wrong with the country today because, You know First of all America doesn't need exotic animals the erotic what we need, not exotic animals okay, tigers and shit don't belong here in the United States, let me go ahead and preface that right now okay, you know tiger print really doesn't fucking need to be used either because you know what, there's some fucking people and this is my PSA of the day before I get too far into this, is that you know, goddammit, it, if they make it in your size that fucking doesn't mean you wear that shit Okay, and especially not tiger print. Your 400-pound ass walking around in tiger-print spandex scares the shit out of me, because I feel like Simba has fucking reinvented himself and he's walking down the street only to find your fat ass smashing a taco, guacamole hanging off your lip. You know what? Just don't. Tiger King And
0: hey, where are we at?
2: And fat asses in spandex buddy? do not fucking need to exist. And I think the only reason that this documentary got the rating that it did is because we're all fucking quarantined and we're about five seconds away from eating paint chips and seeing just how fucked up we can get. But that's a story for a different day. We're going to talk about the Tiger King. So we're watching this documentary, okay, and I'm sitting there going, All right, you know, we start talking about, you know, Joe Exotic. We talk about his animals, how they get here, the bullshit, blah, 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 blah. You got this broad over in Florida that owns Big Cat Rescue, and she is about, you know, saving the animals. They don't belong in captivity. You know, I'm going to suck Peter's dick, blah, 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 blah. And then this here comes old mullet man himself, man. Mr. Joe Exotic, and he comes out, and dude is very eccentric, openly homosexual. And and I know, God damn it, you can't not mention that because it plays a pivotal role in this film. We've got suicide in this film. We've got backstabbing. We've got murder for hire. We've got uh, fucked up tattoo placements. And then we've got guys that have fucked up tattoo places Fucked up openly homosexual statements Tattooed right above their banana And They're not gay They're not gay What the fuck Okay First of all Not by any means Trying to discriminate against the LBGQT Whatever movement But fuck If you have privately owned by Joe Exotic and you put his shit in your mouth and you've taken it in the ass then just sit down pull up your invisible psychiatrist and openly admit the fact that you are homosexual there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely nothing wrong with it but that's just part of the weirdness that you get with this Tiger King documentary And then you bring in a 19-year-old kid. You keep him pumped up on marijuana because he loves to smoke weed. Nothing wrong with that. But you use marijuana as an enticement to you marry the kid. Okay? I take kid loosely. He's 19 years old. not a kid. Let's be honest. But you go and you marry this kid. And you keep him pumped up on booze and, and marijuana. And you don't let him leave. And you don't let him talk to hardly anybody. And, and he's got a job at the place he's making, you know, you're paying him good. It's almost prostitution to a degree. I still believe that to this day after watching that. He rides around this, this exotic park in, in Oklahoma on a four-wheeler doing whatever he wants to, takes the sausage as payment for it, and... You know, he ends up so miserable that he blows his brains out. And they show this shit. Well, they don't show the actual suicide because he's sitting underneath the CCTV. But then you have this, this other guy. He, I don't know what the hell he does, but he watches this guy blow his brains out. And for an awkward picture, a fat Macaulay Calkin, not Macaulay Calkin that you know today. Not the Macaulay Culkin that looks like a fucking pencil's gone through a garbage disposal, but that the Macaulay Culkin, the wholesome nine-year-old kid, but plump and older, with his fucking hands in the mirror when he realizes his parents are gone. That's the look that this guy gave. That's how fucked up this first of all the kid was really not.
1: Is. The kid was That's not
2: 19 years old. That's how fucking ridiculous this has become. Now I've never witnessed a suicide. I've never witnessed anybody blow their brains out. So I don't know my reaction. But I'm not going to sit there frozen for 30 seconds. I can't imagine myself doing that and just going, you know, and I don't want to, I can't emulate it on the radio because it's dead air. But there's that. And then we move on to this whole situation of you know, he runs for president and then governor of the state of Oklahoma. And I mean, his flamboyancy is just absolutely insane. Now, one of, the, one of the things that tells you, okay, this guy is a nut job, and I can tell you this, for example, is because within, what, 20 minutes of this documentary, within 20 minutes of this documentary, this guy literally makes the comment, well, if the federal government wants to come in and take over my zoo or they want to shut me down or the state of Oklahoma tries, we're going to have us another Waco. You fucking moron. Well, I mean, dangle the fucking carrot in front of the hungry rabbit, moron, okay? Now, the fact that we don't have a testicle-bearing Janet Reno in office at the time probably benefits your ass, because you know what? The ATF's coming, asshole. You know, talk about Waco. What happened? They burnt that bitch down, okay? So let's just be honest, dude. You're not... There's no way feasible that you make an assertive statement of that nature and don't think that bitch, the books are coming flying, and they're going to fly heavy and hard at you, so Dana, are you with us? yeah, I'm here i mean, I was just talking you know while you were getting reset up in your position about this tiger king and i and I don't know how much of that you know rant that you heard, but I mean i you can't. The documentary was, yeah, to me. But you can't make that shit up.
4: Well, I mean, it is for show.
2: It is for show, but I mean, these fuckers believed it. Like that's how they lived.
4: Well, I mean, it's it's for show. I mean, you you have this this gay guy. I mean, obviously it's. There's a lot of uh, homosexual meth you know you know involvement and a lot of uh, what's going on here. I mean there's a lot of meth. I mean you you see when he's shooting the gun and he drugged the body uh, you know the the uh, the uh, what what is it? The uh, the fake Body, whatever it was. Oh, the, the, uh, the dummy, the mannequin. Yeah, the dummy, the dummy. Yeah, yeah. And drags it out there and shoots it. You could tell he's on the ship. I mean, he's he's floating around. He's having a good time, and he's shooting shit up. Uh, the boys. I mean, th- there's so much going on there that we'll, a lot of that shit we'll never know. Uh, the The Netflix uh, – during the Netflix documentary, the guy even said, even if he got out of prison, they would never talk to Netflix about another series, another documentary because of the way they edited and did this and that with the documentary uh, through Netflix. And uh, that's not the way they wanted it to go down. When I say they, I mean um, Joe Exotic. <laughs> he he didn't
2: want he
4: didn't he didn't want that documentary to go exactly the way that it was portrayed and 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 put out there. Uh, so that there would never be, you know, I mean that that was something that they did. They you know they did that to him. They. <laughs> They, they were like, you know, hey, you know, we're going to do whatever because this is going to be our our only chance to really, you know, uh, bring, bring him down, I guess. I don't know, or, or get him to say these things and this and that, and, and they didn't want – he didn't want that. I guarantee you the way the documentary went down, he didn't want that. He didn't expect that, but it went down that way, and – um uh, in his defense, probably some of that was uh, orchestrated, and, and it was probably not, you know, some of that probably wasn't the way it really went down. But uh, I don't know, man. It it They got lost up in themselves. You know, th- those exotic animals don't belong in the United States. They don't belong in them for a lot of reasons. Or one reason, uh, the, the geographics, the the uh, the land, uh, you know, United States, they, you know, it's they're not made for this country. They're not made to be here. They're, it's not the way it's supposed to go down. They're they're not supposed, to, you know, bangled tigers aren't supposed to be here. Uh, black mambas or cobras, they're not supposed to be in this country. I mean, it's that's not their you know, it's it's not uh, this country's not. It, it, but you know, then, um, they almost went Hollywood with animals. This country goes that way. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's like they went, they went. It's like they forgot about the animals and they went Hollywood with themselves and and drugs and bullshit and it, they that's why you that's why these animals don't belong here. There's not enough room and there's it's like they said there's a 400 square whatever uh, mile uh, for uh, Bengal Tigers, Lions whatever. They have to have that. I really believe the woman what's her name? I don't know. The the chick that, no, whatever yeah she yeah she she's right about that, but uh, those animals don't belong here they don't because they're they're brought here for the wrong reason, and when they're brought here, they're bred and they're it's all about money and bullshit and and those animals are forgotten about they're forgotten about and it it always ends up in documentaries about some rivalry between some bitch and some well, okay. I think it's safe to say another bitch. What was his name? Uh, Joe Exotic. Yeah. yeah so two Exotic. bitches fighting. Yeah, two bitches fighting over uh, with each other over uh, popularity, and the animals were forgotten about. It shouldn't have been over here in the first one. Those animals. Wow. Have no business being in this country at all. It's like Burmese pythons; they're down in Florida, just wiping out Florida, wiping out the Everglades. They're wiping it out. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, all because of some 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 assholes that are just like these two that wanted, you know, some exotic animal, you know, uh, animals, and they uh, it got out of control. And now, here we are. We're dealing with this problem. It's just a lot of irresponsibility and nobody that cares. They don't care about these. Look, this asshole was killing these Tigers. I I believe that. I can't prove it. But, uh, yeah, when when it got to a point, along with Doc over in North Carolina, he was doing the same. Uh, They're all doing that shit uh, because they don't have any use for them anymore. They're not making any money. And that's what it is in in this country. It's it's about making money. It's about fame. It's about, you know, this is America. And those animals don't belong here. And it's wrong and it's bullshit. And that bitch is just as guilty as they
2: are. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the sad part about it, as noted by, you know, individuals, is that the three top trending or four top trending um, hashtags on Twitter are at Netflix, hashtag COVID-19, hashtag quarantine, and hashtag Tiger King are all the rage now. And and the reason that I say that, too, is because we talk about Carol Baskin's you know and and yes i think she was doing baskins, decent these yeah. things with carol these animals baskins. but carol baskins yeah
4: the blonde but the blonde yeah that, now but that, uh, now look her old the, man she, wanted, this show is she she obviously uh if she didn't have him killed she had
2: something to do with something so there was well, yeah, what i no, no, Well, what i'm saying is the sheriff is now because of the popularity of tiger king is asking for leave in that nineteen ninety seven cold case where her husband, Jack Donald Don Lewis, became missing and nobody's seen him since nineteen ninety seven. You know, well, I, don't, I don't know if he's yeah, a turd he's gone, a tiger but, turd I mean, or, or what he is.
4: No, he's gone. Yeah, he's uh uh in my opinion, I I think that uh I think there was some foul play, and you know? i I mean based on what you you read and what you watch uh it yeah, you know, I mean it, you're not stupid, you don't know you you really don't know. I mean, she's an idiot, I mean she's a blonde, and she's white, so there you go. you got a blonde white girl that's quiet with a big smile on her face. Yeah, that's there's some devilish shit going on there. So there, there's no telling Well, that yeah,
2: anymore. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the blonde white girl with
4: a smile on her face and blue eyes, and she's in her late fifties and she loves animals. Oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're going down in an earlier round. Oh
2: well, yeah. Well, see, you know, Lewis, who was a multimillionaire. And and, him and Baskin were married, and they were running this wildlife sanctuary in Tampa. You know, he vanishes in August of 97. Van found at the Pasco Airport with the keys on the floor, you know. Now, there's obviously rumors spread by Joe Exotic and others about his disappearance and her. But, you know, she reported her husband missing, and she told the authorities that Lewis had asked her to help prepare cars for transport to Costa Rica the night before he vanished. Now, she's denied the rumors that she was involved in his disappearance in both the Tiger King series and in a blog po- post on her Big well, sure website. So, I mean, you know, Mitch has got some shit on her. I'm just saying.
4: Sure she is. Sure she's uh, going to deny that. In my opinion, based on watching all that, I mean, there's a lot to be said about her and a lot to be brought up. Maybe she should be brought in for questioning over and over again, Uh, over and
0: over again,
4: it's all in my head. She needs to be brought in on some shit, uh, because there's, she is definitely an evil, uh, sadistic bitch. There's some things going on there. Uh, the other fuckface, Joe Exotic, yeah, he's got some issues. He's got a lot of issues that's going on, mess. I think that 19-year-old, I think he manipulated and treated him like shit. And uh, a mind-fucked him so many times. These are just opinions, I mean, that don't matter. But I think that a lot of people would agree with me. And then the uh, toothless bastard, he actually got his teeth thick and went and got a girl, but he still claims, I was never really gay. No, man, yeah, you suck dick, dude. You're gay. I mean, you know, I mean, you can't get around that. But he did, uh, he did, you know, try to get his shit together. He was like talking to David Spade in an interview, and I thought that was hilarious. But he, he, he seemed really... Some, you know, he seemed really genuine. Uh, and they, you know, what they also said that that was not his voice the whole time. All those songs that he sang, that was not his voice. That it was uh, some Milli Vanilli shit. I don't know.
2: Did you hear anything well, about that? I have not looked into that. I know that we have a status update as of March seventeenth of this year. That um, – oh, my God, dude – that um, they call him Maldonado Passage, Joe Exotic, has filed a $94 million lawsuit against the U.S. federal yeah, government.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, come okay, on, dude. Man. Look, let's be honest. Yeah, I think that – let's talk That's about – really and there. truly, both of us looked at each other and went, uh, did you just fucking say that in front of his mom? I mean – who does that at a funeral? That speaks to this guy right here. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm right. stunned. That
4: was, yeah, that was very disrespectful. But um, I'm telling you, those guys were on dope, and they were on dope. They were on meth. I can't prove it. I'm just basing it on because I've been around a lot
0: of this shit,
4: and. I know that 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 he he you know the whole damn bunch was um, homosexually you know involved in each other with meth and bullshit and coercing and meth will coerce you into a lot of things if you're weak and shit. I, there's a lot of that shit going on in that in that bunch. It wasn't about those tigers. It was not about those animals. It was never about those Bengal tigers. It was never about them. It was
3: not.
4: It had nothing to do with animals. It had to do with their sexuality, their fame, and their bullshit. And and that's what I gathered out of. Now, whether I'm right or wrong, that's where I stand. I I think it's bullshit.
2: Well, he's obviously serving 22 years in federal prison on uh, he two counts of murder years. for hire. Matter
4: of fact, I don't think he'll do five years. I think he'll be out before it's over with.
2: Matter of fact, I don't think uh, he should do good. 22 years. Of course, 17 federal charges of animal abuse. But the statement that, that we were referencing was he holds a ceremony uh, in a funeral procession for his former husband. Um the the gentleman that, that killed himself, Travis Maldonado, died in 2017 self inflicted gunshot wound.
4: I think he should do um, life, man. I think he should do life. He
2: uh You know, and this weird thing is he's got now was the the kid that killed himself was that Brian or Travis?
4: Uh I'm not sure. I think it was Travis, but Yeah. I mean, he
3: said regardless, that Travis I don't think was the a guy jokester. was really gay.
4: I think he just wanted to pet cubs, man. I think he wanted to pet cubs, and he, you know, he he liked smoke well, weed. Well, I mean, the whole pet fact, cubs though, and it, he ended up you know, sucking dick and doing whatever he did, but I don't think that uh, he meant to be gay, but it was something that was part of some sort of initiation, or I don't know. I don't know what it was, but. There's nothing wrong. If, I mean, if you want to, I mean, if that whoever you're attracted to, but I don't, I, I don't know. I just got this gut feeling that I don't, I don't think he was, he was trying to be gay. I think he was vulnerable and went through. I don't know. Dude. I don't know. I don't want to speak for him. I'm gonna shut up.
2: Well, and the statement that we go back to uh, was that at the funeral. Oh, we're talking about how friendly and fun and charismatic that uh, this guy Travis oh, it's, it's was. Spoiler
4: and... alert, people. I mean, uh, yeah. I know we're
2: spoiler alert. 15 off. minutes into
4: to... it, so you're already <laughs> fucked if you've already listened to it. So it's already a spoiler alert. But I'm telling you, man, this show has been sensationalized to where uh me personally it wasn't as great as you know you're going to watch and see but i'm sorry yeah I, I should have said spoiler alert i don't know uh it's it, yeah go ahead and watch watch the goddamn thing because when you watch it you're you know you're going to be the one to say hey i watched it but you know i mean it's i promise you it's not I don't know though. Don't it it know. actually is. It's a, a lot fucking of letdown.
2: Like That's a letdown. A lot of I mean, people was, love that shit, man. They love it. Well, you man. know what? People a lot of people are fucked in the shit. head. The it was, to me, it was it was you know it had its moments. I mean, you can't say in front of at a funeral procession in front of dude's mom that he rubbed his balls on his face to make him laugh. You can't do that.
4: Yeah, you know, and way so he said it, and he was up there doing the eulogy, and he said, and he said it in a you know they told him. On the uh, on the show, you got to be more countryfied, which so I thought it was wrong. He should be more gay if he's gay, but he would—he really wasn't himself. And he would say, you know, he'd say, "Hey, uh, he rubbed his nuts right up on my chin and up on my eyes," and I just said, "You know, he always did that, and he he'd do that to me all the time." And I I was like, "What the?" Fuck And his mother was sitting there And he's like And of course you know he done it again And he just always rubbed his nuts I'll, I'll never forget He rubbed his nuts right up on, And I'm going what the fuck man
0: Yeah it's
2: Yeah something else Something interesting Something interesting that I just came across Here too is that uh, And this was posted seven minutes or 15 minutes ago on Fox News' website that the Tiger King podcast host wants Margot Robbie to play Joe Exotic. So, you know, I mean, because I guess they are making a movie. I guess it's it's in the talks. It's oh, they're, a movie that, because, they're, not, they're not
4: wasting any time, man. That's well, I mean, who wouldn't media. know?
2: I mean, you know, Netflix, I, see, I disagree. I think Netflix would, would love to do a documentary, and I think just because this guy is so starved for uh, what apparently some attention, I think Joe, Joe Exotic would do another one in a heartbeat and call him the prison king at this point. I mean, that's what I get out of it, just because I look at, I look at this guy and I go, dude, no fucking sane person, no nobody, it's going to allow that to happen. Dude, you know for a fact that this dude loves the attention. I mean, anyone that can say, hey, I, you know, he, he came over. It was, just, it, was, it was Travis. He just rubbed his balls on my face. What the fuck? And then and you then you him. bring the mom out two months later to your wedding to another guy. What the, dude, this guy is absolutely, he's either stupid or a savage or he's both. He's both. I mean, you know, you were talking about the guns. Holy shit. He tells that woman, he goes, hey, you better take off running and blasts a shotgun shell at her feet. You know, he was close, but he wasn't going to And then they her. put snakes in her, in her mailbox. God, damn Poisonous dude. snakes, apparently. Yeah, he's like, hey, let's get rid of this bitch. Mail's her two venomous fucking snakes. They're mailbox. <laughs> Jeez, okay. I mean, I, mean,
0: that's, I don't that's even know. Crazy. Yeah,
2: the guy is uh, the, super, the, super. Uh, but the important thing is that is that
4: I want people to know that, you know, uh, especially kids, cubs, they love on them, is that this, isn't, this doesn't have anything to do with kids and petting these animals. There's nothing wrong with going to. Joe's exotic or going over to docks in North Carolina or going up wherever dude has the monkeys and down in Florida with the Cubans and um it has to do with American. Uh and I and and I love America, I'm conservative, but um when you get these exotic animals over here uh, it turns into some court date and some bullshit. It's not it it never when it, it never turns out good over here. It always has to do with money and fame. And they forget about the animals. And they always say that it's always even the the people that are anti you know, them, anti Joe exotic, they're trying to get their shit you know going too on Facebook they're trying to make money they're trying to do this they're trying to do that you know what these animals don't belong in this country that's not how we operate we don't these exotic animals belong in the in and the, where they're supposed to be all we do over here is make them cash cows. That's all we do, and we turn it into a clusterfuck over here, and we embarrass ourselves. And these are a, just a few of the things that I'm against America about is that we don't handle that th- these situations very well. Now, I mean, I'm I'm America all the way. I'm red, white, and blue all the way. But this is this is this is a black eye to this country. Um get these animals out of this country because we don't know what the fuck we're doing we don't we don't know what the fuck is going on get them out of here you know stop Stop bringing these animals in here and making them your own because you, when they get a certain age you don't want them anymore they end up at a zoo and the zoos can't take care of them you end up killing them You end up starting some shit. You don't have the money. You don't have the fucking whatever to take care of them. They don't belong in this country. These animals can't survive in this goddamn country. They can't. Leave them alone. Stop going and buying these animals, uh, these Bengal tigers. I mean, if you want to breed them and they're extinct, do that have a sanctuary, do that, you know, do whatever you gotta do, and make sure you put them out in the wild, or, you, you know, whatever you gotta do, and just don't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't drag them into your home, and, and, and open up some sort of bullshit, you know, uh ranch with cages, and throw 187 of them out there, and start feeding them roadkill and, and trying to get famous, and, you know,
2: chances are you're fucking meth head anyway. You know, I don't know. Oh, I understand that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have burned. We have burned through more time in what seems to be a short period than Joe Exotic and his friends burned through a odd plate of steaming meth. But what we're going to do real quick, we're going to play our favorite art, artist uh, right now, Creed Fisher. It ain't Merle, and we're gonna come back after this song and another commercial. Of if commercials depicted real life, because this is that was Creep Radiohead that took us into this uh, segment on the Tiger King. And we're gonna take a real quick break, and we're gonna shift gears, and we're gonna talk about a little bit more somber. Uh, subject as we have uh, a notable country music death again. Uh, Last week, it was Kenny Rogers due to natural causes and and old age. But this week, the coronavirus has struck the country music world uh, not only once but twice, claiming the life of one, possibly two. And we're going to talk about that when we come back with more of the Fuck It,
5: We'll Do It live show. Hey guys, thanks for coming today. Don't touch me ever, Parch. We brought Ford, Honda, and Toyota owners together today to talk about reliability. Is that why there's no Chevy owners here? Because their cars broke down? Nah, I'm just kidding. But not really. Who are the Ford owners? Me. Who's a Honda owner? And you guys have Toyota. Yes. I own a 1999 Suzuki Grand Vitara. Anybody? Ford owners. Would you be surprised to hear that Ford is the most reliable car company? No, it doesn't surprise me. Basically everyone in my family has a Ford. Well, you know the old saying, family that rides in a Ford together doesn't die in a Chevy. Well, actually, it's not Ford. There better not be a Chevy under
0: there.
5: (laughs) Holy shit, where'd that sheet go? What in the actual fuck? Is there a giant vacuum back there or something? God damn, that's the first thing Chevy's ever done I'm impressed by. I get surprised it's Honda? No. Seriously, how'd you do that? Well, actually, Honda's not the most reliable. Really? There better not be a Chevy under this one.
3: Wow. There it is again.
5: That sheet disappeared faster than this commercial did. My God. Where are these sheets going? Toyota. I mean, I knew in my heart, Toyota's one of the best brands out there. You guys finally did it, huh, Parch? You blew your budget on the big doors and now you gotta use sheets. No, but for real, where'd that sheet go? It's actually not Toyota either. Yep, gotta be a Suzuki. I knew it. Suzuki my balls, Honda. I'm just kidding, Karen. God damn, lighten up. I knew you'd switch over to real brands here one day, Parch. Here we go. Time for the big reveal. Go ahead, Parch. Rip that sheet off and show him a Suzuki. And... Oh. No. No, Parch. No.
3: Heavy. Oh my God, it's... Heavy. We all know you're
5: lying. You know, this is the most tragic magic show since Siegfried got attacked by that tiger. Or was it Roy? You know what? It doesn't matter. Because there's no way a Chevy Cavalier is more reliable than a Honda Civic. You know what? I'm tweeting Toyota about this right now. Dear Toyota, Chevy is full of shit and saying that they're more reliable than you. Based on a recent nationwide survey, Chevy is more reliable than Toyota, Honda, and Ford. You guys didn't survey any mechanics, huh? I never would have thought. Yeah, that's because you have common sense.
0: I'm so impressed.
5: You're impressed because they made up an award and gave it to themselves? Well, I'm about to impress the shit out of you guys. Because I just gave myself a survey. I'm giving myself the biggest dick award. Also, I'm giving myself the best forehead award. Yeah, I just inched out Rihanna to give myself that accolade. So I just looked it up. And these claims are based on a single limited survey commissioned by Chevy itself. Now it looks like only 48,000 surveys were completed out of almost 900,000. Your reliability survey is about as reliable as your cost. Not very. I guess you guys didn't get the J.D. Power Reliability Award, huh? So you just made one up? You know, without your marketing team, Parch, we would both have to find new jobs. Okay, so I went ahead and I printed these out for everyone to read. It's a 2018 Consumer Reports Reliability Survey. Here, just take one of these and just... Pass it down, if you would, Carol. And as you can see here, Chevy is listed under the less reliable column, right underneath a single rusty broken axle. Might have been slightly wrong.
3: <laughs> okay, no, but
5: seriously, where'd that sheet go? Hey, did we still get paid since you took this commercial down?
2: This one
0: goes out to all you squirrels. One, two, uh, one, two.
1: awful murder down on music road I still love old country some good rock and roll them record execs they done lost their damn mind they think we're all too old deaf, dumb and blind now they're hippin' and hoppin' Got no steel guitar The songs that they're singing They don't come from the heart They ran off the possum Now it's gone to the squirrels They call that shit country But it damn sure ain't Merle It's like Brokeback Mountain In Nashville these days Cowgirls are still pretty, but now most of the cowboys are gay. I sure miss old Waylon, and I miss John Wayne. Back when country had balls and pride in its name. Now they're snapping and clapping, got no steel guitar, the songs that they're singing. They don't come from the heart They ran off the possum Now it's gone to the squirrels They call that shit country But it damn sure ain't murder Show 'em how to play country music, boys They're singing, they don't come from the heart They ran off the possum, now it's gone to the squirrels They call that shit country, but it damn sure ain't murder They ran off Jamie Johnson, they kept all the squirrels Call that shit country, it damn sure, it damn sure ain't Merle.
2: You know, it damn sure ain't Merle, ladies and gentlemen, it is sad to say that, uh, Well, we've got some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to toss this uh, segment uh, to our own Dano, who is a country music uh, aficionado. He is the encyclopedia of old school country music. Uh, Dano, uh, it is with a heavy heart that I toss this segment segment to you uh to talk about the loss of a of a country music superstar and you know the imminent uh, danger that another uh hall of famer is facing at this time so Dana with uh, a uh, you know it's one of them segments I hate to do but I'm going to go ahead and toss it to you man
4: Well you know uh, Joe Divy I don't know if he's a hall of famer I don't, I don't know I mean uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's something to talk about another day. But he was a good, solid musician, entertainer, and had some really good music. I mean, you can go from John Deere Green to uh, Is it cold in here? Is it just you? I mean, um, he he had he had. He had some good hits, you know. Growing up in in my time, you know, in the early nineties. So, I mean, you no, know, I, I liked hip hop. I mean, I was a I was a hip hop fan early in the in the nineties. But you know, people forget about country, which was a forgotten uh, sound in the early nineties. It was it, it took Garth and maybe a lot of George Strait. And some Joe Diffie and some others to to keep that genre going for a while, and I thought they did a good job. Clinton Black, but Joe Diffie certainly, um, as as the genre was it was falling apart, man, it really was, and he, you know, he uh, did his part. And if you take the time, whether you're a hip-hop uh, soon-to-be artist or you just enjoy listening to hip-hop and you love country music, but you don't love it as much as listening to Joe Diffie. Listen to Joe Diffie. Listen to him, yeah. You you would enjoy some of his music. You would appreciate it. He He really kept it going. As long as he could, before it went real, before it really got out of control. Uh, but Joe Diffie was a—he was one of the last of what country music was. He he tried to hang in there with it, but Joe Diffie was—he uh, was—he uh, was, yeah. That's basically what I can say. He was the last of uh, of the pioneers. You know, he, he tried to keep some of it going a lot, and he had a very distinct voice. Of course, he died um, a day or two ago uh, with the coronavirus. He got sick. He was 61 years old. Was he a legend? No. Was he a Hall of Famer? Probably not. I don't know. You'll have to look into that. I wouldn't say that, but it's neither here nor there. That's not the time for that. He was a he was kind of a legend in my mind. In the early nineties, he kind of kept country going, but uh, you just it, it's hard to appreciate his music unless you listen to it. It's unfortunate that he's gone because he was a he was really important. To the country music industry, he really was. And he was a really, just based on his interviews and uh, listening to him, uh, seeing him in concert, he was, uh, which I was fortunate enough to see, um, and able to shake my hand. Uh, he took the time, but he uh, he was certainly a legend like, you know, as far as um, his people, he was—he was a good man, and he's gone. You know, coronavirus took him. Uh, it's weird, man. It's, it's strange, but uh, it is. And, Joe you D- know, Joe Joe, D- D- Diffie. Joe Diffie to me was—he uh, was—he was one of the country music singers that had a little bit of pop music in him, but he took. A lot of that pop music out and brought a lot of country back. He fought really hard with that, and and it was in his heart because he was in a lot of. Uh, he was on the Bobby Bones show not too long ago, but he if you go back and listen to the interview, it's pretty cool. Uh, and there's a lot of interviews he's been in, but he he tried to keep country where it was at. He did the best he could. Go back, go. You know, if, if you're listening right now, go go listen to. Joe Diffie. He was uh, he he was different. He was uh he he had some he had some really good music. Uh, you may or you may not like it but you can appreciate his lyrics. So you know go check it out and uh rest in peace. Joe Diffie and looking out for his family and uh God bless the the whole Diffie the whole Diffie family, yeah, for sure,
2: yeah. Well, you know, you talk about Joe Diffie, and you obviously be remiss if you didn't mention the Pick Up Man song, which was made super popular by by Joe Diffie back then. But, Danny, I know you – uh, now, there's an, another guy that, that I'm uh, not familiar with, honestly, uh, but he has contracted the coronavirus, and I believe you told me earlier uh, when we were talking that um, he did not have a very – uh, his outlook wasn't positive. I don't know anything about his outlook uh, with the virus, but, uh, you know, John uh, Prine has uh, contracted that as well, and I know you know a lot about him, and when I made the statement no, I, earlier...
5: I
4: don't, I don't I, know a lot. I don't know a lot about John Prine. Now, my mother, she passed away, God bless her soul, in 2018, but John Prine was... Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I I don't use that legendary uh, word um, loosely like a lot of people do, but John Prime was a good singer. He was he was a good he was a good singer, and he did a lot of he did a lot of duet with a lot of uh, rock and rollers, along with. Uh, a lot of country music singers So go check him out um, You know He's he's done He did a song if, if you're out there listening It's called Paradise Of course To me And my mother God rest her soul She knew more about country She forgot more about country Than me and Or Brad and myself Will ever know But Uh Paradise by John Prine was, um, was, it's just phenomenal. And if you play the guitar and you never heard of John Prine, you know, learn the song and play it, you'll have so much fun with it. You'll, you'll be so excited about it because, uh, it's got some bluegrass and it's got some soul and it's got a lot of this and that in it. But you, if you play the guitar or you're learning, Go go listen to some John Prine and especially Paradise, and try that song out, and you'll have so much fun with it. You'll have the time of your life with that song, and you'll drink a few beers and get a buzz, and you'll you'll be, um, you you will have so much fun playing it around other people. I'm telling you. So uh, praying for John Prine. Um, he's uh, not a legend, maybe in some people's mind, but you know he—he was—he was—he's—he's he's a damn good singer. I don't know—is he? Is, did he die, Brad, or is he okay, or what?
2: Well, I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm doing I'm, I'm our research here, uh, looking him up uh, as we speak. Let me see if I can find him here. Do a little research uh, on him, make sure. But uh, you know, you have to figure that uh, you know it's obviously okay. He is stable, as his wife gives an update after the treatment for the COVID nineteen symptoms. Uh, of course, he was hospitalized, but they're saying he's in stable condition. Um, so you know, he he could be okay. Now he is in that. He really is in that that scary. Age bracket, obviously born October 9th or tenth, nineteen forty six. Um, a hey, so he's seventy three. So I mean, it's it's a it's a really iffy time for John Prine right now. I mean, but the fact that he's in stable condition seems pretty good. That was an hour ago. Uh, so we're definitely going to be you know in our thoughts and prayers for him and and not just him, uh, but uh, even the average. Uh, American or world citizen, you know, we, we want anyone and everyone to be able to recover from this uh, deadly disease. Uh, and and prayers
4: to the Diffie family for sure. Joe Diffie. Man. Oh, so was, dude, so,
2: I mean, really, though, I don't even think we should single he, out a single person. I think we should just thoughts and prayers to anyone affected uh, by this, uh, this pandemic that's going out right now. Obviously, this is not something that any of us really wanted to, to deal with, but we have to deal with it. And, and, and so, you know, we, I think we've done a good job. I think we've done a good
4: job to going, I think we've done a good job to, you know, each and every individual. And I think we've done that. And, um, you know, when it comes to celebrities, it's hard. It's, it's America. That's what we do, man. You know, you get celebrities and you really go after them pretty passionately and you, you, uh, your heart and soul and all that. So, uh, that goes without saying, everyone, everyone knows, you know, with the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash, everybody says, well, you know, what about the other forgotten? Well, yeah, we know that we know, we understand that. Uh, but it's just the way it is here. I mean, it's, that goes without saying The the families, all that, but, um, it's a shocker with Kobe, but, uh, you know, with Joe Diffie, I mean, that's weird. That's weird. Joe Diffie. Yeah, it it's I weird. You know, but, you know, I think – And then I think, uh, Kevin Durant, it's like Kevin Durant had um, uh, the COVID-19, whatever, you know, and it's like – and then Joe Diffie, it's like, whoa, man, hold on, man. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's so crazy, but, but yeah – uh. Thoughts and prayers out to every, yeah, like like Mr. Brad said, you know, uh, yeah. big, big, uh, big loves, man, to all you, you know, uh, big shout out to everybody, all the, all the family, everything, man, just love, tears, prayers, everything, dude, because, you know, I mean, we, we're all probably gonna end up getting it, who knows, man, who knows, but, my heart's out to well, the Well, and Disney I know that that
2: uh, sure. we all have cabin fever, and everybody's ready to go. But I, I want to. I'm going to go ahead, and ladies and gentlemen, and I really <clears throat> don't want to do. You know, w- you know, we have a couple segments that we do. Dano, if you have a meme of the week and you want to share that with the group, with you know our audience, you can. Uh, you know, I'm I'm okay with 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 ending the show here. On that note, uh, in honoring uh, Joe Diffie and, 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 and his passing and then the, hopefully the recovery of John Prine and any of those affected. So, uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and, and give your meme of the week, you can, or if, if we want to play it out, and fuck it, we'll do it live and switch the script, and we'll come back next Monday, however you want to do it, uh, for sure. Uh,
4: well, the plague. But, you
2: know, I feel like, you
4: know, you've you know, you uh, uh, well, you covered a couple you got the wealth the here. You got the huh? you got the plague you got the plague uh and you got the uh the pollen that's I mean you got the plague and the pollen uh you know take your chances whatever uh which 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 one are you <laughs> or you know yeah. it's march it's going into April i mean do you have is it the pollen or is it the plague i mean It's whatever. That was a meme, Uh, and I know I kind of screwed that up. But um, it really bothers you. It really does mess with you. It's like, hey, is it is am I sneezing because of the pollen, or is it is it the coronavirus? I mean, who knows, man? Because it's a bad time to really be guessing,
0: shit.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, how many people have sneezed off of some pollen and instantly went to their thermometer? You know. Uh, just to make sure, and it it does. I mean, the symptoms of this shit scare the hell out of you. You have to, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. Please don't buy into these myths about this virus. Fucking sanitize your fucking hands. Please practice social distancing. Please. And then after this shit is gone with me, practice social distancing. Leave me the fuck alone. You know, I mean...
4: And chances anyway, are you're you know, gonna probably get it anyway if you're gonna get it. I mean, the social distancing of the you know, six feet, that's somebody something a scientist or someone or a doctor made up. I don't know, man. It you you don't know. I mean, you're five and a half feet away, you're nine feet away, it doesn't matter. Uh they say it's airborne. So you don't well,
2: I can tell you you this. don't know, but I
4: what mean, you can do what you what what you can do is you can have a lot of hope, and I know that sounds lame, but you can have a lot of hope, and you can you can uh you can uh, you know wash your ass, yeah, yeah, let's go with that wash your ass, wash your ass, and wash your hands. Hey, you know what? Just stay in the shower. Don't even get out for about twenty
2: days. Yeah, well, you know, hot water runs out at that point.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, freeze to death. Just wash your ass.
2: Well, and ladies and gentlemen, that was Danny. We're gonna, we're gonna, that's what I'm gonna do. I, as the producer of this show, we're gonna do it live. And you know, I felt like that was the perfect way to end the show on... Look, that's in that new segment. That's what we're going to do. We're going to call it Dano's Final Thought. You know, fucking Springer has it. Dano can do it too. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a fucking blast. Not really. Yeah, no, actually we have. Talking about the Tiger King, coronavirus. Uh, you know, we heard about Joe Diffie, John Prine from Dano. We've seen his memes of the week. If you have a meme that you want to share with us that we can kind of talk about on the air or whatever, post it on our Facebook page. It's Epic Live Show on Facebook. You'll know the logo. Also, this podcast will be uploaded to YouTube within the next day. You can always check that out at we Will Do It Live Show on YouTube. Click the fucking subscribe button. Cheap bastards. Doesn't cost you a goddamn dime. And we're not making any money out of this shit. We're just doing it for your entertainment. But anyways... What we do here, we're going to go ahead and play out this amazing cut from Kenny. Fuck it, I'll do it live. Ladies and gentlemen, we've enjoyed it. Have a great night. Stay safe, sanitary, and as Dano says, wash your ass.
1: On a warm summer's eve,
2: on a train bouncing over, I met up with a gambler.
1: We are both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window
2: at the darkness The boredom
0: overtook us
1: And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out right of aces." For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice.
0: So I handed him my bottle, and he drank